Welcome to First Round Bus, an all-sports podcast hosted by three people who are an authority on nothing, including sports. Also, there's only two people today. Hey, I'm Alex. <laughs> uh, I played punter in high school, and that's embarrassing enough on its own. <laughs> uh, and I'm Daniel, and nothing in the rule says a dog can't play basketball, but there is a rule that says I can't. Um, so <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> that one is not true. Uh, our facts are going to be either real or made up. I guess I didn't even establish that to anyone but ourselves. No, but yeah. I also our... absolutely had to pull that punter thing straight from left field. Forgot that our entire gimmick was opening with a fun fact. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure if you were even going to remember that we went in alphabetical order. So yeah. I'm glad you, uh, you latched onto that. Hey, quick. I'm a professional. What can I say? A professional punter. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You know what? Every once in a while... A uh, an NFL punter will punt at twenty five yards, and I'll be like, "I punted I at thirty five once." <laughs> yeah, you're not only an armchair quarterback, but an armchair punter too. Yeah, I like to kick back to and think about how I could have hit the ball farther. <laughs> kick back and think about kicking. Incredible. All right, so uh, we're gonna go over the, our reactions to this week's games, bar the Buccaneers Eagles, since we already did that. And, uh, oh, my phone buzzed. I tried to not make it do that. Um, and, uh, hopefully we'll, uh, do a rundown of our fantasy league soon for, uh, everybody that listens to this that's in our league. Alright, so, first up, we've got Dolphins versus Jags in London, and Alex, we called it. We, we called really the did. First... They got their first win, 23-20 uh right at the buzzer um the jags looked you know decent enough to beat the dolphins and that's all they needed to be and that's all they were and i think Uh, that's all they ever will be Uh, yeah uh, yeah i mean crazy game it was worth waking up for which i wasn't sure if uh i was gonna be able to say that um yeah, no, I think it was everything that's great about two terrible fucking football teams playing each other. Um, it, it ended in, uh, what, the Jaguars made two field goals this game, right? Some, I believe so. Yes, and that's something that they hadn't done in uh, over 200 days, I believe, made made a field goal. So Is that uh, true? Yeah, yeah, they had oh. not made a field goal in over 200 days. <laughs> And uh, that's incredible. Their kicker wow. this week was Matthew Wright, who they signed off the street from, uh, I want to say, the Steelers practice squad, something like that. But uh, uh, yeah, he replaced Josh Lambeau because Lambeau was like, <laughs> I think he got the yips or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had one really. Did you see the one kick that like was out and then it like somehow wavered back in yeah yeah i have <laughs> i've never seen anything like that I, uh... yeah so one lucky one and the the one to to win at the end from 54 yards i think it was that was right on the money so yeah. i guess a good investment i mean i was exp- i said the jags would win this game but i was betting i would have bet my fucking house that he was gonna miss that kick before he kicked it so credit mm-hmm. to him you know yeah um yeah so I guess uh, Trevor Lawrence had a decent game, uh, no picks, so that's a step up for him. I mean, you still have to keep in mind that they're playing the Dolphins when going over all of this. Um, but, you know, one of his better games so far, and 
Robinson uh, fumbled like twice, I believe, but recovered both. So that's a little scary because he's about the best player on that team right now. Yeah, no, that that definitely didn't do me any favors personally. Not going to get too much into fantasy, but he is one of my guys. And um, yeah, yeah, wasn't great. But um, you know what? They pulled it off and uh, he finished with like a pretty okay game fantasy wise pretty pedestrian if you're actually watching the game just as a football fan but um yeah i mean what can you say it's the fucking jags versus the dolphins but uh i'll be honest i i was like uh i was pretty entertained yeah um so they end the second longest losing streak in nfl history so good for them good for urban he needed that win. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I'm if sorry, his job survived. I shouldn't have even it. said that. That was a joke. I don't like. I don't want Urban Meyer to be happy. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So next up, we've got, uh, I believe, the Minnesota at Carolina game, uh, which Minnesota won thirty four twenty eight. Another correct call from both of us. Yeah. Uh, and Eric, I believe. I think the only ones we differed on last week was Eric took the browns over the cards and you took the seahawks over the steelers you also took the bears who did eric took the bears to beat the packers to be oh, different okay. well i yeah, believe he it did. was his direct oh, quote i believe you are correct yeah, yeah. it's to spite you i believe mm-hmm. his which is correct fair. motives which is definitely um, fair but uh yeah we'll we'll get to that later <laughs> uh so yeah, Vikings at Panthers, and I only picked the Vikings because Christian McCaffrey was out. If Christian McCaffrey was in, I would have picked the Panthers, and I think they would have won if they had Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I, I uh, think that holds up. It was pretty close the whole way through. Um, there were some bad drops, uh, like DJ Moore had a, a drop uh, that he should have had. Darnold is starting to look more like what he should these past three games and uh they're gonna have a rough going with cmc out for i think two or three more games it's not gonna be very good for them yeah um i believe this game was on at the same time as the packers bears so obviously i was watching that um Mm -hmm. but you know i i watched the highlights afterwards and i think i caught the overtime because the broadcast switched to it and uh yeah just looking at the stats it is insane that this game was anywhere near as close as it was because another great day for Kirk Cousins Dalvin Cook who you know was questionable going into the game insane game um and you really couldn't pick yeah Thielen bounce back you really couldn't pick a single Panthers offensive player who had a good game yeah, I just I just looked at it. I mean, I watched the recap this morning. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> You're right. That should not have been that close. Um, yeah, Sam Darnold had a pretty pedestrian game. Chuba Hubbard was all right, but you know they're missing their star player, and it showed. Uh, I yeah, I guess without Dalvin Cook, this could have been ugly for the Vikings too, but. Um, KJ Osborne came in and saved the day, of course, at the end. So, yeah, that was, he was the real star out there. <laughs> you know, KJ Osborne, the guy everyone <laughs> expects to get the game winner. <laughs> yeah, he like marched them all the way down the field for that one too. Yeah, uh, 
I'm uh, okay, I'm taking a peek at the Vikings schedule right now. So they have a okay. bye next week, and then next four games: Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, Packers. <laughs> yeah, that's that might be, be tough. like the worst four game stretch I've seen all year. That's insane. Yeah, that's that's rough. Uh, I mean, if they keep playing like they did here, then I think they have a shot at some of those, but that will be tough. Um, and then okay. they'll, they'll also see the Rams later this year, plus the Packers again, obviously. So I don't know. It's tough because I think the Vikings are probably the second best team in the NFC North, but I don't think they're going to get anywhere near a wild card spot. Yeah, the uh, NFC is a little bit more competitive than the AFC, where we could see, you know, three AFC North teams get in. But, you know, it's looking less likely for the Browns to uh, make that third spot yeah. in the AFC North. I mean, they'll make third, but not, not the wild card. <laughs> right. Um, so, next up, we have a real travesty. Our first incorrect call of the weekend, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Baltimore Ravens and they lost Chargers lost 34 to 6. Um do you know what happened? <laughs> Cuz I no, don't know yeah. what happened. See, that's another game <laughs> that uh I was not able to catch cuz of uh just local broadcasting and uh yeah, I <laughs> could not tell you how the fuck this happened. Um yeah, I mean, not only was I wrong about this one i was very confidently wrong if i remember correctly um i'm pretty sure my direct quote was that the ravens aren't as good as their record and uh (laughs) the the chargers were gonna walk this something along those lines um i mean you know if you want to look at potential culprits you could uh point out austin eckler with uh six attempts for seven yards Oh man, that bad, huh? He must have yeah. picked up in the, the passing game, because he at least scored a few points for me. Uh, fantasy yeah, wise. he did have four catches for 48 yards. Um, Justin Herbert, pretty pedestrian game, but, you know, he's no Joe, Joe Burrow. We, we all knew this about him. So. <laughs> we did what can all you say? This. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson also did not have that good of a game. Uh, he was 19 for 27 and 167 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions, no rushing touchdowns. And how much did he rush for this game? Eight for 51, so that's decent. Um, but the three Ravens backs, well, three of the Ravens running backs, uh, I think they have at least one more primary running back, but uh, Freeman, Murray, and Le'Veon Bell all got a touchdown in this game, which is insane. Insane. <laughs> That's, uh, the fact that, that the Baltimore Ravens even have three running backs to put on a football field at this point is crazy. Three, three that can put up numbers like they all. Yeah. They all got. Yeah, uh, Freeman got fifty-three. Uh, Murray got forty-four. Uh, Bell only got eighteen. But you know, I mean, Jackson not to mention that the third one's fucking Le'Veon Bell. Yes. <laughs> Former got... rushing leader at, at, uh, with the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and uh, big time money maker with the New York Jets, but yeah, that's about that. all he did there. Cash tracks. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, this feels like a, a you know a weird game that uh, shouldn't mean anything in the long run. I would imagine. I think this was a fluke, but yeah, I mean, 
the Baltimore Ravens proved that they are an elite team, I think, with this one. And I I would throw out this game for the Chargers, though, and I don't think this means that they're awful. But Yeah, definitely. This isn't as telling to me as, like, Bills versus Chiefs from last week. I thought that was more indicative of who those teams are. But yeah, yes. no, I I definitely agree because uh, it's it's strange. I don't I don't remember the last time I saw something that felt like such a statement victory, but just feels so meaningless at the same time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the Chargers had one touchdown and they missed the extra point. That's the saddest part about this game today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's uh, move along to another really tragic game, but this one made a lot more sense, and uh, we picked correctly. The Los Angeles Rams had a better outing today, or on Sunday, at the New York Giants. Um, They beat the ever-loving piss out of the Giants, and they should have, because the Giants are bad when they have all their players, and they were riddled with injuries. Um, I... I don't have the full list. Let me see if I can pull that up. Uh, what did you see anything about this game this weekend? Or this was I mean, it's it's like everything you would have expected it to be. Really, um, look, I don't. I think Daniel Jones is fine. I don't think he's as bad as people say he is. But um, anytime he has to throw the ball fifty-one times you're fucked like that's the game right there and you know he he had three picks a fumble um he's just not that guy uh yeah yeah, i don't know it's really it's hard to think of things to say when something goes exactly the way that everyone knew it would yeah their only touchdown was in garbage time in the fourth quarter uh kadarius tony went out um I think he went out kind of early, but he was looking good again. Yeah, Um, it's a tough break for him because, I mean, (laughs) this is probably going to be his only opportunity to uh, get such a featured role this early in his career, and he's done well with it. But uh, Yeah. Sterling Shepard's back. Trying to punch someone. Yeah, Uh, that was a tough break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if there's a more He made his own break there, I reckon. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if there's a more indignant event in sports than punching a guy who's wearing a helmet. Yeah, that's not a good look for yeah. sure. I'm all for uh, punching yeah. a guy, but like, wait till his helmet's off at least, <laughs> or take it off and and hit him with it like uh, Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, not I much what else Mason to say about Rudolph that is game. up to these days. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, so next up we've got Houston at, uh, Indianapolis, another blowout. I, we did call this correctly that Indianapolis would win. I don't think either of us were very confident in that decision though, um, because they both look pretty bad, but Indianapolis ran away with this 31 to three. Um, and yeah, I, I once looked pretty decent in this game jonathan taylor looked great uh and houston's a really bad football team i don't know how they have even one win yeah uh until they get tyrod taylor i don't back i don't expect them to win again well i do know how they have one win it's because they played the jags week one um with tyrod taylor who was looking pretty good honestly i've always liked tyrod taylor 
If they play them again with Davis Mills, they lose, I think. Probably, yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, only thing I really have to say about this is last week I highlighted the fact that I'm constantly baffled by the Colts. Uh, they almost seem like they have to be like coaxed into giving Jonathan Taylor the ball. Um, and you know, like the Jags with Robinson. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I thought this week, just seeing his stats, I thought they finally figured it out and that's why they won by so much, but really he only got uh, 14 carries. He just took 145 and two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he needed. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just looking at that. I don't know how he isn't a guy who touches the ball 25 times a game, bare minimum. Yeah. In an offense that really doesn't have anything else going for it. Yeah. I mean, Carson Wentz was decent, but I, <laughs> I just looked at his stat line. He was 11 for 20. They, I mean, they, they just really didn't do much on offense at all because they didn't need to, I guess. Um, a two, two twenty three yards and two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, two touchdowns. Um, I think T.Y. Hilton is out again, and Paris Campbell is also out. I yeah, really, it's, there's no like that. confirmed diagnosis, but I've read it's supposed supposedly serious. Um, so yeah, they're getting low on options, and they already were. Um, you know, I like Michael Pittman. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that's all the more reason to just give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I did, I did double check this. Uh, T Y Hilton is, um, he's at risk for missing next week, but shouldn't be out for too long. That says one to three, maybe. And Paris Campbell foot injury. Uh, and we don't know how long he'll be out. So yeah, uh, especially with those kinds of injuries happening to the Colts, run it more. <laughs> easy, easy decision there. Um, yeah, I mean they are going against um, the 49ers, who do have a solid run defense. But we can talk about that more on Saturday's preview. Yep. Okay. Uh, Chiefs at Washington. Uh, Mahomes still looking a little weird out there he had some weird throws <laughs> i don't know if you happen to see the one where uh he was getting sacked and he just decided to lob it straight up into the air i absolutely did yeah <laughs> picked. yeah uh, yeah i don't know i don't know if that's a throw that mahomes makes a year ago or two years ago i don't i don't want to read too much into it because it, it does feel like every time we say maybe there's something up with mahomes he just goes back to the same guy he's been yeah, but uh, that definitely didn't feel like a Patrick Mahomes play, um, at least not Super Bowl winning Patrick Mahomes play. But yeah. you know, I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs; they're gonna make the playoffs easily. I still think they'll probably. Uh, I think they have a chance to catch up with the Chargers, at this point. Yeah, I mean, um, they only they, they only they face them one more time this year because they lost to them week three, but. Um, you know, I don't know. I think, uh, when you have that many weapons on both sides of the ball, it's, it's hard to stay down for too long. Yeah. Um, hopefully, well, I guess not hopefully. I don't really care what happens with the Chiefs, but, uh, (laughs) maybe, maybe this game will get them back on track and back into their, uh, 
their winning ways. But uh, it was Washington with Heineke at the realms, who has been pretty decent, but he was pretty garbage in this game. Yeah, um, he's I, made some plays here and there, but I don't know. I feel like the NFL is like kind of really pushing him. I, I don't know if it's like the same. It, he kind of feels like a Garner Minshew character. Or at least Minchu has like a cool mustache and like a nice personality. <laughs> Heineke is like, I mean, he has the nice story with um, being a former XFL guy. But besides that, he's like the most milk toast guy imaginable. And I'm pretty sure yeah. he has racist comments in his past. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> yeah, exactly rooting for him, but whatever. No, nope, not at all. And he plays for the Washington football team. So, you know, bad all yeah, around. Yeah, just a lot, of, a lot of red flags around that guy. Um. Uh, injury side on the the uh, WFT, Antonio Gibson was in and out. Um, let's see. Oh, gosh. It says three average rest time is three months for his uh, injury. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. He has a stre- um, stress fracture in his chin. I don't know if he's going to be out that long. I can't really make heads or tails of what this is trying to tell me. But uh, right. something to look out for, especially if he's a fantasy player of yours. If he's, uh, he's going to be playing, then he might be a little hobbled. Uh, I, all right. I think a lot of people own his backup and J.D. McKissick, who looked pretty good this game. 100-plus uh, yeah. yards from scrimmage. No touchdowns, but... Um, yeah, so maybe more usage for him, which is... I. I would assume will only matter to fantasy owners because I don't think it's going to do a single thing for the Washington football team. <laughs> yeah, that is a fair assessment. All right, let's get on to something you you care about: the Packers at the Bears. Uh, I do why don't care. You about start it. us off. Why don't you start us off <laughs> with basket? I'm just going to set the scene a little bit with basketball. Um, I'm like a diehard Milwaukee Bucks fan. Like they're my favorite team in any sport. With football, I'm definitely a Packers fan. I I watch them every Sunday. I've been a fan since I was like six years old. But uh, I'm more of just a fan of the sport of football. But uh, every time they play the Bears, that's when I like fully go into fan mode. Because, I I mean, (laughs) living in Wisconsin, specifically Milwaukee, you meet a lot of transplants from Chicago. And some of them are great, don't get me wrong. But... uh, some of them are like the worst stereotype of a Chicago person you've ever met. Um, so yeah, this one's a little more personal than most games. And uh, I mean, it was it was kind of tight there. I follow a lot of Packers fans on Twitter, and I distinctly remember one of them tweeting, we lost after the Bears went up 7-0. to zero. Um, so, yeah. get, getting getting down to the Bears is a loss to some some fans, I would imagine, at any point in the game. So yeah, maybe definitely. that's what they meant. You know what? At the at the end of the first quarter, uh, yeah, it was seven to zero Bears, and <laughs> things were pretty things were pretty desperate. But you know, uh, I tweeted this during the game after they scored, and I stand by it forever. Uh, no Chicago Bears lead has ever frightened me once as a Packers fan in my entire life <laughs> I, I, my hope for uh, this podcast going forward is that you uh, insult one specific city uh, in excess each episode so it's always last... going to be Chicago or Boston <laughs> okay just I'll those two 
I mean, there's teams that I hate just as much, but like as far as the actual city and yeah, I mean, I hate (laughs) the Brooklyn Nets, uh, but no, the, the, the Bears rivalry, I mean, as much as the NFL pushes on you, you should know by now that the Bears Packers rivalry is special and, uh, yeah, but you know, um, obviously some great moments in this game. The I still own you quote from Rogers is an all timer. Definitely going to yep. be part of his legacy forever now, um, <laughs> which which was just great to see. I heard that live and could not fucking believe it. Um, already seeing people on uh, Twitter selling merch with Aaron Rodgers' face on it <laughs> that has that quote, and I don't blame them, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, the general vibe I've gotten uh, is that Pack- or Bears fans are really upset with the officiating of this game. Um which, you know, I'm never going to be unbiased, so I shouldn't even comment. I will say well, at one point, um, the Packers <laughs> threw a touchdown in the back of the end zone. Uh, it was caught both feet in bounds. They threw a flag and also said it was out of bounds and said there was offensive pass interference, which I don't think there was. Most people don't think there was. But uh, what can you say? Yeah, I had, I had heard that uh, the one... The one thing that uh, Bears and Packers fans agreed on in this game is the officiating was terrible, and that's yeah, been a sure. the theme of. I mean, like every year of the NFL, people complain about the officiating. That's going to happen regardless. But uh, lots of players are speaking out on it as well. So, um, and they're they're just like, I'll take the fine, but this has been bullshit all year. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I mean, maybe something it... will get done about it, but probably not. It's crazy. I I don't know if you were watching football at this point, but I think back to uh, like the replacement refs era and uh, how outraged everyone was about that and how bad the replacement refs were. But thinking back to it, I don't know if they were significantly worse than the current refs we have. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't think I was paying that much attention then, but I, I definitely had heard uh, the outrage. I mean, there was definitely some like some like memeable lowlights, like uh, this one play. I forget the context completely, but the the resulting image was uh, a great picture of one ref signaling a touchdown while the other ref standing right next to him is signaling for an incomplete pass. <laughs> yes, I have seen that. <laughs> all right, um, all bad officiating aside. Um... I'll move on to... There were a lot of um, games decided pretty early. Uh, yeah, week. you know, when I was uh, getting ready for this, I was <laughs> I was thinking to myself that this was like a really good, really exciting uh, week of football. But now that I'm actually running down these games and looking at the scores, there was definitely some exciting games, but there was way more blowouts than I remembered. Well, you know what? The three that were primetime... Or not three. Well, let's see. I had the I had the Cowboys Patriots game. That one was close. I had the Seahawks Steelers game. That was close. I had the Titans Bills game. That was close. And the, all the ones that were, you know, on primetime or local listing channels were very close. And everything else was pretty much a blowout. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so speaking of blowouts, we got the the Bengals at the Lions. The Lions improved to zero and six, and uh, Joe Burrow and uh, and the boys improved to let's see where are they at four and two. Uh, 
last week we had to cut out your uh, love for Joe Burrow because your cat uh, assaulted your mic. Um, but <laughs> true, he, he and, a, and now the culprit of the crime week. is just laying at the end of the bed like it never even happened. <laughs> Ready to pounce again? Yeah, just biding our time. Honestly, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan, uh, lifelong Packers fan, but I have a fucking sweater with Joe Burrow's face on it because I just think he's great. I love the way he plays football. I think he's just a very cool athlete, really easy to root for. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, bas- I think I said basically what happened in this uh, in in the part that got cut out is that I thought the Bengals were going to walk this. I, I don't think the Lions had anything to uh, keep up with. Uh, the only particularly interesting note I have is today I saw a video on Twitter of Lions coach Dan Campbell uh, talking about Jared Goff and saying uh, something along the lines of he needs to step up. He needs to feel the weight on his shoulders. Yeah. He, uh, he struggled with it for a little bit and then he just decided to go ahead and say he, uh, he needs more out of Jared Goff, which he does to be fair. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I, Jared Goff, I don't know. I uh, have never been huge on him. I think <laughs> I think half of the other quarterbacks in the league win the Rams a Super Bowl that year that uh, they played the played the Patriots. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think Matthew Stafford could be that guy, but I think it might be too late just based on how things are shaping up. But, I mean, what do I know? Um, yeah. Yeah, Jared Goff was terrible. Uh, I don't think he, I, I don't think he's any sort of answer to the to the Lions. I think um, uh, another fun note from this game was uh, a massive criticism of the Bengals uh, during the off season was the selection of uh, Jamar Chase over Sewell from uh, mm-hmm. the tackle from University of Oregon and. Uh, yeah, I mean, you couldn't have scripted any better uh, on a Joe Mixon touchdown. Jamar Chase had one of the nicest uh, lead blocks you're ever going to see, and Sewell really struggled <laughs> this game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just poetry, yes. you know? Um, and as a guy who stacks Burrow and Jamar Chase on my fantasy team, I'm, they, I mean, it was the only good decision I made this year, so I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> it's It's been good for you. It's carried sure. me to four straight wins, so. Yeah, uh, the Bengals ended up uh, just sitting Joe Burrow out, and Chris Evans, Captain America, got the ball a couple times. Um, so they were pretty confident in their their lead there, and uh, they should be because the Lions. I thought I thought at the beginning of the year I've already mentioned this last week, but I thought they were going to be better than they are, and I thought they were going to get into a rhythm later on, but. I don't know if that's going to happen now. <laughs> I think it's a little late for that. They yeah. I I think they'll win two. a game. I I never pick a team to go 0 and 16, now 0 and 17, especially with that extra game cuz I mean the odds of it, you know, any given Sunday and all that shit like it's just yeah. so hard to imagine a group of professional football players not being able to win a single game. Um, I think the Lions are definitely bad enough to do that, but I just, they've been so close so many times 
Looking at the rest of their schedule, I mean, the Eagles is a possible win. The Broncos, Falcons, they they have a lot of opportunities down the line. Um, they, they do have a tough schedule. I mean, I'll tell them that Well, much. yeah, the AFC North is just a tough division, and they've played uh, six really tough games so far. Um, yeah, coming up, they've got the Rams, Eagles, Steelers, Browns, Bears, Vikings, Broncos, Cards, Falcons, Seahawks, and Packers again. The thing so, I will say is I hope that uh, whatever happens this year, I hope Dan Campbell survives it because I think he's the right man in Detroit, and I think he's a pretty great coach. And I might just think that because he's such a so different than most of the coaches you see in the NFL, and he just seems like uh, such a personable guy as far as the actual quality of x's and o's and football like i i really couldn't fucking tell you but he does seem like a great guy and i I do want him to get a win yeah i mean a lot of people are clowning on him for crying after the game last week uh but i mean he's passionate i mean at least he gives a shit yeah i mean how many fucking lions or no offense jets or like how many of these coaches of perennially or historically terrible teams have we seen just stand up at the podium and clearly not give a fuck? Adam Gase, yeah, specifically. Um, yeah, he believes his team can win, and that's why he's, he's And he really wants them it, to. You know? I think that's great. The Jets coaches, when they go up there for press conferences, they, they, they've been through that motion many times. <laughs> they, I don't know uh, if you know why they lost. Right. Speaking of that word, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but Matt Nagy, the, uh, the Bears head coach has historically uh after they after the bears lose has uh gone up to the podium and always given the same response about we need to figure out the why of this loss (laughs) and it's like (laughs) it's it's like such a gary v response (laughs) where you're trying to sound like you have all the answers but you just come across like you're not saying anything at all and you're just dodging responsibility and, and you know, they honestly, need to figure out the who of their loss, yeah, and the who yeah. is Matt Nagy. <laughs> exactly. That's that's right on the nose. I, the fact that he still has this job. I mean, he's fittingly he's just like Mitch Trubisky, where he's good enough to keep his job, but not good enough to actually win anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next up, we've got um, the Cardinals at the Browns. The Browns were without Nick Chubb, Baker having shoulder issues. Um, and the, the Cardinals smoked them. Another, another game that was not, not very close. Uh, we did both pick the Cardinals for this one. Eric picked the Browns and the Browns have lost. Let's see. Baker re-aggravated his shoulder. So that's not good. I think he's playing through it. Uh, I think he'll be back next week. Uh, I'll double check on that. And they all, they also lost Kareem Hunt this week so that's not great oh and odell beckham jr suffered an ac joint sprain but he's expected to play week seven but any any um setbacks for obj are not good for him (laughs) no and he was on route to his best game of the year which isn't saying much like it it wasn't (laughs) anything impressive but he was actually getting looked at by baker mayfield um yeah i don't know i i think obj is kind of a fucking lost cause in this offense at least uh for whatever reason baker mayfield just doesn't look at him and you know i i don't know if that's like a vote of confidence or or what the reasoning is there 
Um, I still think OBJ could be a great player in this league. He's had a lot of injuries, but I don't think any of them really like are career enders by any means. Um, I don't know how you pay a guy that much money and and don't incorporate him more, but yeah. Uh, the main point I am gonna make about this game is just how confused I am about who the Cleveland Browns are and and if they're good or not. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> you know they got out to that three and one start, and I I don't know. It's like. They uh, they lost the Chiefs week one, which was expected, but they kept it really close and looked really good in that game. And then their three wins are Texans, Bears, Vikings, which are nothing, you know. Um, yeah. Barely beat the Vikings. And, yeah. you know, but then right after those three wins, they lost to the Chargers, who were really high on, obviously, and they kept it really close. But then after this Cardinals loss at home, I just don't even, I, I don't know what to think about them at all. Yeah, well, whatever you think about them at the start of the season, right now, without Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, their one-two punch, um, I, I mean, it's going to be hard to pick them in a lot of games going forward until they get at least one of them back, And but definitely until they get two of them back, it's going to be hard to say that they're an elite team that can, that can win games like we expected them to. They have the uh, Broncos next week, and I think that's going to tell us a lot. Um I mean, you know, it's hard to say that any game where your main uh, running back duo is injured is, is going to be very telling, but, you know, everyone's injured. It's it's football. Like, those are the games you have to win. Yeah. I, I, I guess I do think that they could still beat the Broncos with a, uh, with a very injured offense, but uh, we'll see. I don't have to make that decision yet. Right. Uh <laughs> Uh, let's see. What do we got next here? Uh, the Cowboys at the Patriots. Uh, I did watch most of this one, I believe. Me too. Me too. The, yeah, and... this was also my local broadcast, and it did not disappoint. Um, I did think it was going to be close. I didn't think the Patriots were going to get so close to winning. Um... Yeah. The the Cowboys kind of got lucky. Uh, they won on a uh, defensive play, I believe. Did they... Went on a walk-off defensive touchdown. I cannot remember how this one ended for the Um, Crazy ending. So it was, uh, if you remember, it was a Travion Diggs uh, pick six to give them the lead with um, about, I want to say like uh, two and a half minutes left, something like that. The kickoff, uh, very first play from scrimmage. Travion Diggs gets burnt for 75 yards. They tie the game. Or they actually go up by three, the Patriots, off that. And then, uh, yeah, Dak gets them down the field. 49-yarder from Greg DeLeg is good. And then, uh, yeah, no, it was a... Uh, <laughs> somehow, somehow he made that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was not having his best game. He is. They need to They need to pick somebody off, off the streets, too, yeah. I think. Go with the Jaguars approach. But yeah, no, it, it ended on a pretty standard uh, uh, 35-yard touchdown to C.D. Lamb. Oh, okay. But uh, the, the Patriots did have the ball in that halftime or uh, overtime period more than once and uh, just couldn't get it done. Yeah, and Mac Jones looked pretty good in this game. I, his stat line isn't 
indicative of that. But I mean, for this rookie quarterback class, he was, you know, godlike for that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, I think, I think he's the best you can get out of a rookie quarterback. He, he I mean, obviously the pick six kind of throws what I'm about to say out the window, but <laughs> I do think nine times out of 10, he doesn't make the big mistake. He manages the game well. And that's why I think we've seen the Patriots in so many close games. Um, yeah. And I think it, they're games that are going to translate to wins later in the year. Whether it's any sort of significant amount of wins, I don't know. But I do think Mac Jones is going to be the guy in New England for a while. He's probably going to get better. Yep. And he's going to make it easy to hate the Patriots again. <laughs> yeah, very easy. Already one of the most punchable guys in the league. Absolutely for more reasons than I than we care to go into. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Who's up next? I keep going back and forth, and it keeps closing this window on me. Uh, Raiders at Broncos. Uh, another game that proves you don't need a head coach to win. Especially uh, not when your coach is John Green. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we called this one as well. Uh, Raiders make it happen regardless of their coaching situation. Um, I, I, I don't think you need a head coach to beat the Broncos right now. Uh, they were off to a, a great start against bad teams, but they are showing their true colors. And, uh, yeah, Derek Carr got it done out there. 18 for 27, 341 and 2. Um, I, I was pretty high on them early on when they were doing better than they are now and without their current coaching issues but i still think they're a playoff team and you know and i don't think they're gonna go all the way but they're they're pretty good we were a little bit confused about how good they were but they're better than most teams in the in the league right now so i think this was a good win for them it's uh it's definitely an interesting situation i uh specifically with the raiders you could see the Raiders, the uh, the Chiefs, and the Chargers all making the playoffs. You would almost guarantee that the Chiefs and the Chargers make it. But you really could see the Raiders. But uh, you could also see the Browns, uh, Bengals, and Ravens all making it. And obviously that math doesn't work out. So that that's going to be interesting. Which, if either division ends up with three teams in the playoffs, I wonder which one it's going to be. My bet would honestly, at this point, I don't know if this is considered controversial, but at this point, I trust the Bengals to get into the playoffs before I trust the Browns. Yeah, no, I, I think that's correct. Um, obviously, that's all going to come down to their their matchups against each other. But yeah, I don't know. I really have not liked anything I've seen from the Browns this year. I could also see the the Raiders and Chiefs having to fight for a uh, wild card spot by the time the the year is up. There's a a possibility of that in my mind. Um, yeah, and I, I, think, I do think the Chiefs win that, but I mean <laughs> that's just not the position you would imagine the Chiefs being in coming into this year. Nope, <laughs> but yeah, I think the Browns will ultimately not make that last wild card spot, and they might both make it in. Um, but yeah, Broncos look bad. Teddy Bridgewater threw three picks. Um, they're uh, they're gonna have to figure something out at quarterback before they're a good team again. So next up is the Seahawks at the Steelers. This is where I I took the lead in our 
non-competitive uh, pick them, but it became competitive once we started discussing it uh, in Discord later. But uh, the Steelers managed this one just barely. Um, and I, I think he said um, late in the game that uh, regardless of who wins this, neither team deserved to win a football game. <laughs> yeah. They both look like trash. Yeah, that is that is the uh, creeping feeling I had as we reached uh, the end of the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, I I was almost right somehow with, about the Seahawks. Um, but the reasons I thought I would be right weren't necessarily. I thought a big part of it would be... Uh, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger looking like shit, which at times he did. He had that disgusting phantom fumble where he just tried to pump fake and drop the fucking ball. Yeah, that was um, inexplicable. <laughs> but besides that, I mean, I don't know. I think Seattle's defense made him look good, honestly. <laughs> Jamal Adams with the all-timer, I'm the best in the nation quote. Uh, about two hours later, he gets a hel- uh, he gets a football thrown straight at his helmet and doesn't catch it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, tough break for that guy. Um, what can you say about him? But, uh, I did see on Twitter, that's actually him saying that and, and the weird way he said it, that's actually a, a reference to something. Um, it's actually a reference to a, uh, I believe, I don't know if it was like a scouting tape or something of a, or an interview with a, a football player who actually died somewhat recently. Um, so yeah, it was, it was in reference to that, but. Just without that context on a national broadcast, it was one of the strangest things I've seen all year. Yeah, um, not a not a good move to put that in the uh, in the player reel. <laughs> no, especially based on the fact that going into that game, he was the PFF sixty two out of eighty fifth best <laughs> yeah. safety in the league. Yeah, he has to know that that shows underneath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, someone in PR had to have fucking. You got to look out for your guys, man. That's so bad. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought this was going to be a bigger day for DK Metcalf, and it certainly wasn't. It was his uh, quietest game of the year, including a just fucking ridiculous fumble on what was almost the final play of the yeah, game. He tried to chuck it off to keep the ball moving. I don't know what he was trying to do. I think he was just trying to like get two extra yards, but there's like four seconds left. Just step out of bounds. Um, yeah. It got punched right. out, I, I believe. And yeah, I mean, it uh, really heads up play by, I think it was Freddie Swain, um, if I'm not mistaken, to to dive on it and then run it back to the line, and scrim- line of scrimmage in time for them to uh, spike it. Wow, yeah, that was insanely close. Yeah, um, but you know, in the end, it's all for naught. It's the second straight week. I said Geno Smith looked good uh, when he came in for Russ. Uh, did not look so good this week, and I it's mean, now the aside the from second, the uh, one time he decided to run it uh, at the at the end there to give up the game. Uh, he did look good. He was twenty three for thirty two, two hundred nine and a touchdown. That's about all you can ask of a backup honestly yeah yeah true i i think um i mean yeah i i think he's damaged a bit by the fact that this is the second straight week in which the seahawks uh potential game-winning drive has ended with him turning it over (laughs) yeah um you know we the first time it happened wasn't necessarily his fault because uh 
uh, Tyler Lockett just kind of took a little tumble there. Yeah, but, we uh, will get into Tyler Lockett more on our uh, fantasy uh, <laughs> podcast discussions. Yeah, I'm I sure have a, I have a lot to say about Lockett, but I'll uh, I'll hold it here. But uh, yeah, uh, close one, uh, but ultimately two crumbling football teams. And uh, yeah, I don't uh, two teams that just really have no direction going forward. Uh, another thing I want to comment on is uh, Russell Wilson uh, playing football with his imaginary friends uh, pregame. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, I don't know, I mean, like, some people might like that kind of stuff. Personally, I found that fucking humiliating to just to witness. Yeah. I only to saw, in. I originally only saw, like, I, I mentioned in Discord that when he ran out to the refs on some play, he was running out with his, you know, wrapped up finger and, like, gesturing at the ref with his taped up finger. I was like, dude, you're not the coach. Go sit down. Uh, and and then I saw later his little uh, excursion in the end zone where he was, like, talking in a fake huddle to himself to nobody else. That was insane. <laughs> Not even to mention, well, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that was definitely the low point of the night, but I also found it understandable, but kind of strange that he was the guy they sent out there for the coin toss. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, I guess the, the overtime coin toss specifically, I don't know about the first one, but, um, yeah, I guess there's probably no rules about who's allowed to go out for the coin toss, but that seems so strange, especially, uh. We all know Russell Wilson short, but uh, Russell Wilson in street clothes versus Big Ben in full pads, just kind of looking at each other. That was. Yeah, I, I won't. Know. I won't comment on the shortness of anybody. I'll keep that to myself. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> all right. Um, so last game of the week. Uh, yeah, I stayed up for all of that game. And that had me quite tired. And last night when the Bills played the Tennessee Titans, I was dozing in and out of consciousness a lot uh, on the couch in the third and fourth quarter. So I've watched most of the first first half, not a lot of the second half. Um, but holy shit, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> the Bills were beaten by the Tennessee Titans, who were beaten by the New York Jets. <laughs> so, I just, I just always have to get that in there, just yeah, to best team in put football, that point of reference. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, Won their bye week this week. They seem pretty well rested. So um, so. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if they did or not. It's hard to say. <laughs> but uh, the Titans did have both of their. Uh, star receivers back and from what i can tell they were playing like yeah they they had some good games no touchdowns uh it was the derrick henry show as usual but uh you know they played well enough and uh i guess when you don't have to 100 percent rely on derrick henry and just like 90 percent rely on derrick henry you know they win the games yeah i mean uh ryan Tannehill is washed, I think. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, God bless him, because people thought he was going to be out of the league before he uh, emerged. 
But yeah. like, uh, I don't know, man. He uh, he found this really nice role where you have the best running back in the world to soak up thirty carries a game, and when the defense is exhausted from tackling a four hundred pound, eight foot two man, uh, you can just kind of run a West Coast pass pass off a slant to a decent <laughs> receiver and suddenly you find yourself with 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns but i i don't know why it's just uh probably a lot of a lot to do with injuries uh but it just hasn't been the same this year um Tannehill missed a lot of throws this game made some good ones too um yeah but ultimately i i genuinely think uh if uh sean mcdermott just kicks the field goal and sends it to overtime i think the bills win this yeah i i cannot even i mean i know that there's been a lot more aggressive plays this year a lot of coaches going forward on fourth down which i love this call i just cannot begin to understand why you wouldn't just kick the real easy field goal and and just guarantee that you at least have another shot let alone Um, when your kicker is swaggy bass (laughs) swaggy bass yeah uh <laughs> some random white twink with one little strip of eye paint i i guess that's swag now i uh call of the night was definitely i don't even know who the fucking announcers were i hate nfl announcers nine times out of ten but um call of the night was definitely one of them saying when was the last time you heard of a kicker with a swag <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you you told me that uh that was said and i had to rewind the broadcast uh to to hear all of that transpire and it was well worth it groundbreaking um, journalism over, over an- another great call that night uh this one woke me up uh from one of my many slumbers uh was when one of the announcers uh announced the i, I believe they called um Josh Allen, they called him Tannehill, and they said that's what what you know your expertise in the league will do for you. They called him the wrong name, and I I just thought I was you know waking up and confused, but they just straight up called him the wrong name. <laughs> I wonder how much so, they get paid every year. <laughs> I'm not saying I would not do a enough. good job, but I think I could like at least keep everybody's name belonging to them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, one one thing on this podcast is I, you know, I don't I don't think I should really uh, criticize any athletes because I, you know, have no grounds to do so. I don't have any grounds to criticize anyone, but I'm very comfortable with criticizing the NFL's announcers on primetime games. Cause I mean, are... there is just not a single fucking um, I Tony Romo and whoever he usually gets stuck with. They're pretty good. They're pretty listenable. Um, yeah. I enjoy watching. This isn't really announcer, so it doesn't count, but I enjoy watching those Manning broadcasts they've done. Mm-hmm. Those have been a fun twist. I think those come back next week, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, I I have turned more than one NFL game to mute uh, throughout this <laughs> year, just because it was not even worth it. Yeah, it's... And back to this game, though... Uh, it looks like the the real difference between these two teams is the the Bills are just I mean I still think you know they're at least number one or number two in the NFL right now. I, this was a real tough loss, but the the Bills you know have a very inconsistent running game uh, between Singletary and Moss. I mean they did not neither of them had a good game. 
Josh Allen had 26 yards, Devin Singletary had 27, and Zach Moss had 24. So, I will say, uh, Josh Allen uh, with that that diving first down, um, that that was pretty exciting. (laughs) That was probably the only positive rushing play that I saw from the Bills all night was Josh Allen. Uh, jumping over those guys to go get a first down and i believe that was the play before what would eventually be uh fourth and out that cost them the game so Ah. you know for that game to end on a failed qb sneak must be a tough pill for him yeah i guess maybe that's why they had the confidence to make that call yeah i guess but i mean i i mean josh allen's a great athlete like if anything if you really want to do a qb run obviously the qb sneak is like the safest play in sports but um i don't know maybe do a play action send him on the boot just try and have him outrun the edge uh, what do i know again but like I, I don't know i think qb sneak because it's the safest play in sports it's also the most predictable but um you know i think probably nine times out of ten he gets there it was just a great play on the ball and uh a really tough break for the bills but how much it actually ends up mattering for them, I, I don't know. I uh, yeah. I will say it's it's an exciting time for football. Uh, a lot of people in our in the Discord for fantasy league were talking about how this feels like um, the most parity the league has had in a long time. I really cannot yeah. tell you one team that I'm firmly confident in on winning or even making the Super Bowl. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm happy that the Buccaneers aren't the far and away favorites, and uh, I mean, I they very well could be by the end of the year. But you know, I I like that there's a chance that they don't make it to the Super Bowl. That's yeah, nice I think have. there's a good chance. I mean, Buccaneers, what well, they're five and one now, right? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Let me check. I think yeah, because they lost to um, the Rams. Rams yes, yeah. they are five and one. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. For a five and one team, I think the Buccaneers are probably the worst five and one team out there. Um, they've looked really beatable in almost all their games, and I mean, the Buccaneers are a team that has so much continuity that it doesn't feel like a chemistry issue or like they're gonna get better. You know, early on with the Buccaneers, when they when they uh, like they lost Week One to the Saints uh, a year back. And people are like, oh, this is it. This is the end of Tom Brady. And, of course, it fucking wasn't. <laughs> yeah, um, I, was, I was on that boat, too. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Everyone wanted to be. It was a popular <laughs> yeah. boat. Yeah, not necessarily because I believed it, just because I wanted to believe it. I really wanted to believe it, yeah. But, no, I mean, like, with that, that, by the end of the year, maybe it's hindsight bias, but by the end of the year, that kind of made sense as far as, like, yeah, I mean, how many new pieces were added to that roster, um, of course, it's not going to all be perfect after a training camp and a few preseason games. You have to really play at full game speed to understand each other as a team. Um, but, like, that excuse is gone. They added some pieces but barely lost any in the offseason. Um, and comparatively to the rest of the NFL, they've been pretty healthy. I do think uh, if Leonard Fournette can keep up anything like what he did against the Eagles, then that does unlock a new element to their game yeah i mean their secondary has been terrible uh so people the every team that plays them has been exploiting that as as much as they can is richard sherman out like long term uh, 
Yeah, I was just going to check on that because I just signed him. And... Honestly, if he is, that might be for the best for them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. And it also might be karma, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not sure on him, but uh, yeah. Anyways, that was all the games for this week. Uh, if you want to join us, uh, we're going to do a a kind of a analysis and you know predictions for our personal fantasy league so um but it'll be applicable to any fantasy league pretty much ours ours is a dynasty league but it's it's just half ppr there aren't any crazy scoring rules um so yeah if you're into that kind of thing definitely check it out uh our fantasy league has been a ton of fun this year uh lots to talk about there yeah uh yeah i'll 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 have a lot to say about players in general for all fantasy leagues that I'm sure everyone can get on board with. Um, I have a lot of woes, a lot of sadness in my life, even though I won this week. <laughs> um, Couldn't be all right, me, <laughs> all right, so that's that's it for this week. Um, do you did you want to uh, to plug anything or uh, yeah? Say um, else? Tonight's opening opening night for the. Uh the nba milwaukee bucks get their rings tonight very exciting stuff um yeah huge huge for the city of milwaukee it's a great city um and yeah me personally if you want to follow me on twitter it's uh at klukas mke that's k-l-u-k-s mke um yeah i'm sure you'll be hearing a lot more from me so that's all i got this week (laughs) All right. Yep, that'll be in the description, uh, like it was last week. And same same thing for me as I had in the description last week. If you guys want to join the Cricketcast Discord, that's where we record this, and where we have channels for this podcast and like eight other ones. Um, some defunct, some not. Uh, so, but you can join us over there if you want to talk to us, give us suggestions, or you can just send it to the email um, firstroundbuspod at gmail dot com. And uh, we'll be happy to hear from you on what sports you want us to to check out or um, what kind of idiot uh, uh, decisions or or opinions we had on the show. Always Can't wait welcome. to hear those. There's always going to be <laughs> there's always going to be a handful every week. That's what we're good for, if nothing else. I mean, we made sure to make it part of our brand for you to know that we're idiots that don't know anything. So you won't be telling us anything we don't know, but you're welcome to do so. All right. Anyways, that's it for this week. This went even longer than last week somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.